All right, so I love Christmas. Somebody that I know told me that they don't know anybody who loves Christmas more than me. That's what she told me. So I don't say it about myself. That's what they said about me, okay? So growing up, you don't like Christmas music? You know what? Please, can you stop cursing in the house of God? Because you're really, you're making me nervous right now. Okay. So something my family does is uh, growing up, we always decorated the tree the day after Thanksgiving. Anyone else do that? Day after Thanksgiving? Okay. Before Thanksgiving? Hey, points to you. I love it. I think it's great. So the, the star that we put on my Christmas tree is actually a star that I made when I was in kindergarten. I had a picture of it, but it's uh, missing, so I don't have a picture of it. I'll show you it later. It's on my phone. Anyway, it's when I it was it's like cardstock with like aluminum foil on it. It's like the sorriest looking thing. It's been like almost 20 years that we have had that Christmas star on top of my family's tree. But you know, it's like right. It like makes sense. It's like cute, and we just do it every year. It's like traditional. It's like so fun. I guess that's like what people think. You know, it's really fun. We have a lot of Christmas traditions in my house, like. We watch Home Alone 2 every year. We actually watch it multiple times a year. We watch Elf every year. Elf, okay, Christmas Story, okay. Elf, yeah. Iron Man 3, anybody? That's a, uh, Die Hard, yeah. See, hey, those are both Christmas movies. Watch them again. Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. Uh, some things that we do, Christmas Eve is a really big deal in my house, and we make I didn't even know it was called this till I got married to Rebecca. She told me it's called the Feast of Seven Fishes. I didn't, I mean, uh, you guys, the adults, you would know that. I didn't even know that. We just, we just make it every year. What are some Christmas traditions that you guys do? Like every year your family does something. Um, we always get matching Christmas pajamas. Matching Christmas pajamas. Okay. All right. Just in general Christmas season, what are some things you do? On Christmas Eve at night, we go to our aunt's church and then we go to her house afterwards and then on christmas we have cinnamon buns nice cinnamon buns uh, cinnamon cinnamon buns for breakfast on christmas damien what do you guys do we open a gift open a gift okay i was looking for something a little bit more like unique to your family but okay i'll take sleepovers order pizza for christmas okay so some cool christmas traditions right christmas traditions are fun and look, as cute as some of that stuff is, like I said, the star, I'll show you a picture after youth group, like ask me, I'll show you a picture of the star on my family's tree. It's up there right now. My sister took a picture of it. And I was like, can you send it to me? I got to show it at youth group. So like, it's really cute and stuff. But really the deal is that Christmas was actually never meant to be cute. It was never meant to be like traditional and warm and fuzzy. Actually, if you read the original Christmas story, and we've been talking about this a little bit on Sundays, it's not cute at all. I mean, it's like dirty and gross. Jesus was born in a manger. Does anyone remember what a manger is? What is it? It's a farming thing, a little more. Cows eat out of it. That's right. That's what a manger is. Can you imagine a baby being born into that? Like blood everywhere, guts. It's disgusting. It's nasty. It's not cute at all, right? He's born in a stable where animals are. It's like really whatever. It's really strange. Christmas was never meant to be cute. Christmas was always about presents, <laughs> it's not the real meaning. I just said it is the real meaning. It's about presents. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to say that. No, it, it really was. It really is. If we read the original Christmas story, you'll see that Christmas is about presents. Okay, so we're going to read it. It's in Matthew chapter one. Uh, it's, I guess it'll be on the screen, but it's kind of hard to see. So pay attention. If you got it on your phone, I will allow you to take out your phone 
if you're going to read the Bible. If not, put your expert, expert listening ears on as I read this story. Okay, this is, uh, this is the original Christmas story. We'll just read a little portion of it. Okay, here's what it says. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quickly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. I'm not done. Hold on. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. What does Emmanuel mean? God is with us. Christmas was never meant to be cute. It was always about presence. It was about God's presence with us. You see what I just did? Oh, my gosh. Okay. See what I just did there? Okay. It's not about presents. about presents. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. No, but really, though, that is what Christmas is about. It's about God's presence being with us. Jesus came down to earth, and he brought God's presence with us. Christmas isn't about presents. It's about presence. But here's the deal. This is so significant. Sometimes we don't always understand how amazing this truth was. It wasn't always this way. Before Jesus was born, before Christmas time, uh, God's presence was reserved just for certain people. And if you went into God's presence when you weren't supposed to, you literally could die. I mean, here's how it worked. God is holy, so sin does not survive in God's presence. So basically, if you had any sin in your life or you had sinned at all, like if you went to God's presence, you died. So if you're here and you think like, I think I would have been okay. Like if you already like hit your sibling today or you like rolled your eyes at your mom or whatever, yeah, if you went to God's presence, like you would have died. Like that's how it works. So to go there, only a priest could do it. And he had to do all these rituals to make sure he had, he was like ceremonially clean and he would go in. And even then, you know what they did? They didn't kill him. No, they, they didn't want him to die. No, they tied a rope around his foot just in case he died and nobody went in there. They had to drag his body out because they were afraid he could die in the presence of God. God is holy and we're sinful and that, that's what could happen. So when Christmas happened, when Jesus was born among us, his presence came, it's changed. And we see this, and so we just read from Matthew. If you go to Luke's version of the Christmas story, we actually see this. Here's what it says in Luke Chapter one, it's about a man named Zechariah. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful to obey all the Lord's commandments and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very old. One day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple, for his order was on duty that week. As was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. When the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. When Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. And so being in God's presence was a big deal. But Christmas, it was never meant to be cute. It was always about presence. It was about God's presence, Emmanuel, God with us. 
That's the truth of Christmas. So here's what I want to do. It's a little different than what we normally do. I want to break into small groups. I want to talk about everything we just talked about. I want to talk about some Christmas traditions. I want to talk about presents. We'll do small groups for about 10 minutes, and then we're going to come back together for part two. All right, everybody, how was small groups? Like we said, Christmas was never meant to be cute. Christmas has always been about about God's presence. It's been about presence, God's presence. Look, the reason that we give gifts to each other is because God's God's presence was a gift to us. Jesus was a gift to us, and so we give gifts to other people. And so before Christmas, God's presence wasn't available to us. Why don't we turn off that Bluetooth speaker or the phone? Yeah, let's turn that off. That's pretty distracting. I'm distracted up here, and I'm the one talking. Cool, awesome. But now Jesus has come down to earth, and we can have God's presence with us here. It's not just a representation. It's something that we can experience personally, and you actually find this all over the Bible. One of Jesus' disciples, John, this is what he said, God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. And uh, he also says in the same passage, we love each other because he first loved us. And Paul, who was a church planter, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. Here's what he says. He's writing to a group of people who are following Jesus, a.k.a. people like us. He says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he didn't think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. He was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, and that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the, God, uh, to the glory of God the Father. And so what I want us to do, I want us to respond a little bit different. Like he said, we must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. He, he was God, but he humbled himself. He became man, and he gave us the gift of his presence. Now we have God's presence with us, right? That's what John said, that it's his, his spirit is with us. It's proof that God is with us. It's so wonderful that we can kind of know that today. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick one person whose presence you're thankful for in your life. I kind of want to flip it a little bit. We're talking about God's presence. Christmas is about God's presence. So I want you to think of one person in your life whose presence you're thankful for. And I want them to give, I want you to give them a Christmas present, but I don't want you just to leave it there. I want you to explain to them that you're giving them a Christmas present because you're thankful for their presence. So let me break this down. I want you to pick one person whose presence you're thankful for. So here are some people that I'm thinking of, like you could ask, you could say a family member, your mom, right? Even if you get in fights with your mom or a family member, an aunt or an uncle, uh, family is always there for you. Your parents, they provide for you. They work hard for you. They're trying their best to give you the best head start that you can have in life, even if sometimes you guys butt heads and they punish you and you're like, ugh. Like, at the end of the day, your family's there for you, so maybe that's somebody you can uh, thank. They give you a ride to church. It could be your teacher. Maybe not. I don't know. It could be a youth leader. Youth leaders love you, and they guide you, and they're here as a listening ear. Youth leaders don't judge you. 
They, they said they love you. Youth leaders here are sacrifice their time and energy. They sacrifice time away from their family to be here every Wednesday night, even if you're not here. So a youth leader is somebody that you could say, man, I'm thankful for your presence in my life. It could be a friend, right? Friends are there for us, man. When we need somebody, maybe you've actually cried on a friend's shoulder before, or maybe that's a metaphor, but your friend has been there for you. Your friend, maybe you have a friend you've had since first grade, and you're like, man, I'm just so glad that this person, like, we always hang out. We always play video games together. We always go to the mall, whatever. Maybe it's a pastor. Your pastors pray for you, and they love you, and they lead you, and they teach you. They sacrifice their time and energy to be here. I think I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about the other pastors on our staff. And maybe somebody else. Maybe if you took an Uber to get here today, your Uber driver. Okay, probably nobody took an Uber. So maybe like at your school, right, we've got like police officers or like a security guard whose presence you're thankful for, right? You're like, man, I feel better that you're here. Maybe you wave hi to them every morning as you go to school. So instead of simply making Christmas about like cute and tradition and like that's all, we just don't really think about it. I kind of want to do something with it. We're saying that Christmas is about God's presence with us. So I want to flip it a little bit and kind of uh, thank somebody else for their presence in our life because that's kind of what Christmas in some ways is about. Next week, we'll talk about how God's presence, God being with us, actually changes us and what it can do for us. But again, I wanted to kind of have a little bit of fun this week and do something different. So again, here's your application. You need to pick one person whose presence you are thankful for. You need to give them a present, and you need to explain to them, I'm giving you this present because I'm thankful for your presence in my life. Does that make sense? You all keeping up with me? Okay. So here's the next part. You may say, ah, where do I get a present from? I don't have any money. I don't have a job. I don't have a ride to the mall. Okay, so I've just made this so easy for you guys. Everybody here today just got a free Christmas present from me. So if you have no way to give a present to somebody, I've already provided you with one. When you go home today or when you see your friend in school tomorrow or you see that security guard, be like, hey, my youth pastor said I should give a present to somebody whose presence I'm thankful for. This is for you. If you have means to get another present because you already opened yours, then go get another present. Do it. But the point is, I want you to give them a present. Does that make sense? You guys all right? I think this is easy. I made this so easy for you. Look at your neighbor and say, this is so easy. That's right. So next week, I want to hear about all the people you gave presents to. Look, it's a little different than normal, this application. It's a little different than normal. Normally, you know me by now, I probably would have been like, the walkway point is getting God's presence, right? Like, we, we always do that. So I wanted to mix it up. Look, Christmas really is about God's presence being with us. But I, I kind of wanted to have some fun and do something a little different. So remember, John said it, that we love because he first loved us. Christmas, we were reminded of God's love and that Jesus came down to earth. We're like so close to being done. Give me like one minute. At Christmas time, we're reminded that Jesus came down to earth and we have the gift of God's presence. And so we love because he first loved us. God loved us so much. He sent us his only son. We have God's presence with us now. And so that's what I want you to do. I want you to give a gift, thank one person, and explain to them, I'm giving this to you because I'm thankful for your presence 
in my life. You can even tell me your youth pastor told them to do it and you think it's cheesy, that's fine, but you have to do it. Got it? Look at your neighbor one more time and say, this is so easy. That's right. All right, let me pray for you and we're gonna go to small groups one more time. How's that sound? All right, let's pray. Let's pray. God, thanks for today. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of your presence, Lord God. Christmas, it's fun. Christmas sometimes can be cute, especially if you got like a star that you made in kindergarten. It's been up there for 20 years. God, we have fun with the presents and stuff like that. But Lord, really, Christmas wasn't supposed to just be cute or traditional and leave it there. God, Christmas has always been about your presence being with us. Emmanuel, God with us. How wonderful that is, Lord. And thinking about how that wasn't always true. But if we know you, God, your spirit is with us. It's the proof, God, that we have that you are with us, God. That is such wonderful news. So Lord, help us to live a little different this week to find one person whose presence we're thankful for in our life. We can give them a present and be like, hey man, thanks for your presence in my life. Thank you for caring for me. Thanks for loving me. Thanks for always being there. And God, uh, be with us as we come back next week and we talk about, man, what that means for us, that your presence is with us, like how transforming that can be for us, God, that Christmas isn't just about tradition, Lord. It's about your presence and, what, and how it can change our lives, Lord. Be with us the rest of tonight in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, go back to small groups. Santa Claus, here, Santa Claus, right by Santa Claus Lane.